Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New who? Lodato is down at the other end. Seattle. Cartagena, he's got time and space, so he hits it and he scores! That is fantastic! So Lando, who take a series lead to Music City next week. To the foot of Cucho Hernandez, on the move, Cucho shrugs off, one challenge, oh he strikes it home! Cucho Hernandez and the crew are off and running in the playoffs! <laughs> Welcome back. Well, the first match of the three-game series in round one of the MLS Cup playoffs has officially been completed. Last night, saw the final one. Thank you. Thank you. It was a mouthful. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Columbus Crew hosting Atlanta United, number three versus number six. Uh, Columbus Crew, 2-0 win, which kind of that's been the trend throughout these this first round is that the home team have won the games. Um, and Cucho Hernandez had the brace in this game. This man is absolutely flying for Columbus. And we talked about it yesterday. Charlie, I know that you weren't here. Atlanta United without Tiago Almada, was, it was always going to be hard for, difficult for them to go to Columbus and, and get a result with the way that they've been mm. playing. But the way that Cucho, I mean, this guy, he looks, he looks like a man possessed And Atlanta right didn't now. look like a playoff no. game. No. They did not. They're a different no, team without Tiago Almada. We that's, talked about how they drew sure. They drew with Thiago Amada two games ago without him. This was embarrassing. This was a tough road loss. And, and Alexandru Matan was, was very uh, special mm-hmm. in this match. Just the way he's able to pull at the United midfielders. When you have a, a player who can control the tempo and also run at players, Atlanta United struggle. And without Tiago Amada, because they didn't have an answer to find someone who could keep the ball for them and to make things happen, they were just chasing shadows. And they had one shot and zero on target. And I think Yako Makis maybe touched the ball 20 times mm. in this game. He, he was basically useless up there because he never had any service. So you expect with the Amada back and them playing at home that this game looks completely different. But you have to be concerned if you're Atlanta and I watching them play in that in this match. Yeah, mistakes, like pinpoint mistakes. That if you're trying to pull off an epic performance, understanding your limits, because your metronome is out, you can't make the type of mistakes like in the second goal. It's the giveaway and then the tackle for the penalty kick. That was just. It didn't feel like a playoff level game for Atlanta United, and, and they know it. I, I think it was difficult to get over that hump that, oh, our best player is out, we can't mess up. And there you have Cucho Hernandez running the show on top of your mistakes. It was just a bad combination. and It's like what we anticipated yesterday yeah. on the show. Columbus yeah. was going to win. So, he was literally doing whatever he wanted. And I want, you know, Suze, Charlie, you know this better than anyone else. When the playoffs come, a team will always pop up and you go, oh, yeah, I forgot they were that good. 
and it's starting to feel like Columbus might be that team. They've been good. Yeah, uh, they've been pretty consistent all season. But I, I do – I like – what you're saying, and I agree, because Cucho, so since September, Cucho Hernandez leads the league in goal scores. He has 12 goals, including in, in the playoffs. So a player like that who, since he came to the league last season, has just been a, a goal-scoring machine, he starts to get hot, right? And then you look at the pieces in place. I was, I was looking at, their, at Columbus's roster yesterday, and I was like, this is stacked. They brought in a Diego Rossi. They've got mm -hmm. a Julian Gressel, who they got from Vancouver um, this summer. Nagby. These are difference makers. And then when you, the way that Wilfred Nancy has them playing, they, they can be a really scary team. I would not want to go up against them in these playoffs because they have the talent. They have the coach. Um, they have, I mean, they're really, really fun to watch, Charlie. I don't know. For me, I think that they're... I don't even want to call them a dark horse in the playoffs because I think that they are a legitimate MLS Cup They did go contender. under the radar, though, no? I mean, we, I think we were putting Columbus. a lot of focus on Cincinnati. No one looked at Columbus. And now all of a sudden I'm looking at them. I'm like, oh, they stacked. Yeah, and I was, I was concerned initially for the Columbus crew when uh, they let Aloy Room go and mm -hmm. Schulte was the goalkeeper and he, he was making some mistakes. But it seems like he's grown into that role. So you, you look at the Columbus crew and – there's one person who is responsible for all of it, and that's Tim Bezbachenko. So look what he did with Toronto. Mm -hmm. He leaves Toronto. That organization crumbles. And now look at what he was able to do with the Columbus crew. Signing Wilfred Nazi, which is unheard of really in this league when you're yeah, coaching, you're coaching yeah. top managers in the conference. <laughs> and he did so well with Montreal. Oh. And Wilfred Nazi has, has just continued to grow. And as a, a role model, as a manager, to see what he's been able to do in terms of understanding how to get the most out of players. And Alexandru Matan, who struggled, who showed mm -hmm. little glimpses here and there of what he can do as quality, he's talked about Will Fernanti giving him that freedom. And not only the freedom, having those conversations saying, you are a good player. I'm going to allow you to grow. I'm going to allow you to take those risks and chances what Thierry Henry talked about with Christian Pulisic, playing without that fear of being substituted, being the first guy to, to be, you know, taken off the pitch for a mistake. We're seeing Matan grow into that player that the crew need that, him to be since Zellerayan was sold. And you lose your best player, you would think, well, you're going down. You, there's no way that, that is, you can make a wild. I almost crazy. forgot watching them yesterday. I was like, oh, that's right. Lucas Zellerayan played on this team, who was the, the MLS MVP a couple seasons ago. I mean, like the, you lose a player like that, yeah, you think they're going to struggle a bit. And they He's their second highest scorer it. still. The partnership <laughs> that he formed with Cucho Hernandez was incredible, and you would think that Cucho also drops off when Celarajan leaves, and they haven't skipped a beat. Can I suggest something yes. to the Colombian national team? Call up Cucho Hernandez. He's, he's there. He's there. No, he's tell there. him, tell him. Nestor Lorenzo! Llamalo a Cucho. Llamalo a Cucho. Llamalo a Cucho. El loquito lo está rompiendo. Hey, you have a, you have a direct line to LP, babe. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Make a couple mm -hmm. phone calls. Just two degrees Dial away. Dial a number on Colombian. your mate, Gord. Hello. Ring, ring. Hola. Hola. Hey, Gus. So now that, now that the, the first game of these, this three match, Three-game series. Oh, you had it the one. first I know, time. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. But that it's, it's in the books. Let's take a look at the sort of this game one by the numbers. Um, eight matches, 27 goals. 
the home team, only only one, <laughs> one away team got the result, and oh, that was no. Sporting Kansas City at St. Louis, which just happened to be the game that I bet on. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, home teams absolutely dominating so far in round one. And I, I do you, are we surprised at this? You know what I am surprised at? Not one of these went to PKs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Not I'm, one. These I'm were real surprised wins. about that as well. Especially being the first of three, you think, Maybe there would be at least one match where both teams played it super safe, just threw a couple jabs. Like Orlando-Nashville. That's yeah. what I would have had my money right? on yeah. in terms of a, a, a match that goes to penalties. But, hey, I think the second legs mm-hmm. are going to be entertaining. I agree. Hopefully. There's got to be some big, big comebacks. We talked about how there's no aggregate. So it's clean slate. <laughs> well, You're just down is, one game. I have yeah. to th- the, t- the, teams, the teams that won the first game, they're like, we don't want this to go to <laughs> third, yeah. third game right. because nothing matters. Like, we need to get this done. But they are, most of these teams are going to be on the road trying mm. to get a result away from home. So I think, yeah, I think it's SKC, going to lend itself to some entertaining Of all football. the teams that – need to win that second game. They, there's no chance they can go to a third one. I think that's got to be SKC. Yeah, yeah they, they also, have to win this there's one. There's too much of a gap in between games. If you've got momentum, it might kill your momentum. It might, it might put you on ice. Just drama. Drama. That's, I feel like, what we were promised with three games. Yeah. That's all I want to see. Has delivered. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We are going to uh, chat some NWSL semifinal action with Sandra Herrera when we return, guys. Stick around. We'll be right back. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. A little bit of momentum going Earl Wayne's way into the box again. Headed down. Up and it's in an end. Good ball from Grenadier into Sheehan. Oh, and it's not goals. And it's in. It's Weaver back for Spence. Right out of the field. The Thorns lead. And she has settled it. Heading into the semifinals. Welcome back. WSL playoffs resume this weekend with the semifinal matches set for Sunday. Portland will host Gotham FC and San Diego will take on the OL Reign. For more on these matchups, let's bring in our very good friend, Sandra Herrera. Hello, Sandra. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Great to see you. It's been a minute because... You know, as we've seen in this uh, this playoff structure, they've stretched this out over an international break. So there's been quite a bit of time since some of these teams have taken the field. From your perspective, do you see this as an advantage for some teams, a disadvantage for some teams? Who has benefited from uh, this time in between matches? You know, it almost sort of feels like everyone got a little bit of a break, although some teams more than others, I think we're looking at the two hosts for the semifinals, whether it's the Thorns or the Wave, and they've had a bit of an extended break versus OL Reign and Gotham FC. So we're talking about a few weeks versus maybe 10 days. That's a good chunk of time between games. Uh, We saw that that kind of break 
didn't really impact a team like the Thorns last season when they went on their championship run in 2022. But maybe this is a year where the break could benefit them. We got to see over the course of this international break, Sophia Smith get a run out with the U.S. women's national team locking in a full 45 minutes over the course of their two friendlies with Colombia. So working her way back into form, came on as a sub in one game and then put in that full 45-minute shift in the following match with the the 3-0 win. So I think when you're looking at your reigning MVP, uh, potentially joining up with your club squad as they prepare to really kind of make their mark on the NWSL playoffs, maybe you're thankful for that break to have come when it came. Well, speaking of the international break, another player, uh, I think, took her chance well, and that's Jaden Shaw, someone who I've, I think, seen from the very beginning as, as uh, a breakout star uh, this season at NWSL. She's going to be going up um, against a very tough opponent. How do you think she will help the San Diego uh, understand how to get past uh, a difficult opponent, and, and how do you think her game is improved? Yeah, I'm with you, Charlie. It almost feels like this this player uh, is is kind of like not only is she growing before our very eyes, but it's almost like we see something new or something uh, the development happening right before our eyes, kind of week to week. And when we're looking at these teams that might have benefited from this break a little bit, maybe it is also San Diego Wave because we've got Jaden Shaw, who has mostly been part of that huge attacking kind of echo chamber for this San Diego Waveside. Yeah, Alex Morgan is on this team. We know that she's capable of being that strong offensive presence. But when you've got a young up-and-coming talent in Jaden Shaw, maybe sometimes there's a little bit of this perspective where it's like, who is this Who is this player? What are they about? What can they bring? And we're watching her kind of become that player who can provide that clinical final pass that kind of uh, collaborative player but also the type of player that doesn't shy away from taking her shot and executing goals as well so I think she's kind of become more of that in season two with San Diego Wave because she just got a, a little bit of a half season with them just last year and now as she's grown over the course of a full regular season with the wave, I think she's kind of become that player that everyone had maybe anticipated she would be. So I think watching her provide kind of that catalyst off the bench in this USWNT window against Columbia, where there were, again, a lot of question marks saying, hey, what's going on with this attack? They just seem to be missing some some final passes here. And that's the type of player that Jaden Shaw is. Not only can she connect that pass with her teammates, but the, her off the ball play as well kind of opens up all these different channels for them. So I'm really eager to see not only the Thorns, but the Wave as well to kind of see how these players will capitalize on this the time away with the, with the national team. It's wavy. Yeah. Wavy. Hey, it fits. Yeah. That's why they named the team that. Uh, <laughs> Sandra, I want to ask you about uh, Portland versus Gotham. Look, Portland is stacked. They've got, obviously, a winning pedigree. They know what they're doing. They also are full of leaders. When I look at Gotham, who do you think can start to match that? Who do you think is going to take this playoff game by the scruff of the neck and say, I'm going to show up? Because they've definitely got leaders, but who do you think is going to make a big impact? Yeah, honestly, believe it or not, I'm I'm going to keep it with kind of the younger core here. I want to see Jenna Neischwanger be that player. I think she's kind of really risen to the occasion with this team's a finalist for, for Rookie of the Year. 
And not only has she been doing it uh, with, with, with Gotham, she's been doing it at a new position, coming into this league as more of an attacking and offensive player and kind of coming in and ultimately taking over a spot that might have previously belonged to uh, to a Kelly O'Hara. So doing all of this, learning a new position at, at fullback and executing all of her tactics quite, quite well. So I want to see the young players kind of get into these playoffs, these semifinal rounds. And kind of say, hey, this is my time. Let's go. And I think Jenna Neiswanger absolutely is a profile of player to do that. Nice. Sandra, from the four teams that are in the semifinals, which one not winning it all would be the biggest disappointment? Oh, not winning it all would be the biggest disappointment. I mean, probably the Thorns at this point. You know, you're the reigning champions. You had everything put together to essentially run it back. Uh Going into the offseason, needing to look for a new coach, ultimately kind of staying within house, going with Mike Norris, trying to keep everything that you have together to go ahead and make another run. And one of the deepest benches in the league. No, uh, a mild MCL spring didn't come at a great time for this team when it came to, to Sophia Smith, but she's very clearly have, has worked her way back into form. And this is the team I think that a lot of folks had pegged to maybe go back-to-back for 2023. And I would still argue they have a good shot. So in that sense, with all of that expectations to not make it all the way back, maybe you feel like you fell a little short. Uh, Sandra, today uh, there's reports that um, Angel City could announce that Becky Tweed um, has has gotten the, the full-time job after taking over um, midway through the season and doing an absolutely phenomenal job with that Angel City team, getting them into the playoffs. Um, it feels like it's it would be a very deserving recognition of the work that she's done with that team. Just curious to get uh, get your thoughts on that. Yeah, pay the woman, give her, give her the title. Those are my thoughts on that. I, I don't think you take over as interim head coach and go on the run that they did in this second half of the season and at the very least not be in the very serious mix or shortlist for the actual head coach position for Angel City. Hindsight's 2020. I think when you go and take a look back at that mid-season point where the franchise ultimately uh, parted ways with Freya Coombe, maybe mid-June you're thinking, okay, they're going out there. They're going to cast a wide net. This is an NWSL franchise that has really come into the league and wanted to, to shake things up. And maybe that was going to include their head, their next head coaching search. They said at the time of the dismissal that they were going to really go out there and seek a world-class kind of coach. And maybe in June, you were looking and they were probably already having those conversations and things that I heard that there were multiple candidates that had already uh, interviewed for that position. But then something very special happened along the way. They went on that incredible 11 game second half season run with only one loss, punched their ticket to their first ever playoff appearance. And we heard a lot from the players saying how much they bought in to Becky Tweed and how she really kind of turned the season around for them. So I think when you take a look at the success that they had, on the pitch, you listen to player feedback, probably pretty hard for Angel City to say, okay, well, maybe we would have gone with one of these other candidates that we had interviewed along the way, whomever they may have been. But now this job is going to belong to Becky Tweed. But with that's going to come a new layer of responsibility. She's going to eventually have a whole season in front of her to work back. And what is that going to look like uh, for Angel City when they have Becky Tweed for an entire entire season? Yeah, she's earned it for sure. Uh, Sandra Herrera, always great to see you. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Enjoy the matches this weekend. I'm sure we'll uh, catch up with you next week.
Yeah, hopefully we get some bangers. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. Allie is going to be back with some more headlines when we return. Stick around, guys. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here's a look at your Thursday footy fix. Copa del Rey action will see Chiclana taking on Villarreal at 2 p.m. In the Eredivisie, Ajax face of Volendam at 3 p.m. Copa Italia will see Torino versus Frosinone at 4 p.m. You can watch that on Paramount+. Plus. And in Brazil, Sao Paulo take on Cruzeiro at 7 p.m. Again, you can watch that match on Paramount+. Plus. Let's send it on over to Ali Trost-Martin for some more headlines. Thanks, Suze. We head to Brazil with a wild result in a matchup between the top two teams in the league. Botafogo led 3-0 at halftime against uh, Palmeiras, but a red card and four conceded goals led to a dramatic 4-3 Palmeiras win. The red card and the result did not sit well with Botafogo owner John Texter, who spoke at length after the match. The whole world saw it. That is not a red card. He got the ball first. If it's even a foul, I'm not sure. It is not a red card. He changed the game. This is corruption. This is a theft. Please find me, Edinaldo, but you need to resign tomorrow morning. That's what needs to happen. This championship has become a joke. Nobody deserves this. These players from Palmeiras, they don't want to win this way. We don't want to lose this way. It's like five games in a row. Gentlemen, you played a good game. It's not your fault, but this is corruption. This has to change. Edinaldo, you need to resign for the good of the game. It has to be over now. This is theft. Find me, you can red card me, right? It's my stadium. I'll still be here. Texter, who is an American, is also co-owner with Crystal Palace and Lyon. He is calling out Brazilian league president Ednaldo Rodriguez in that clip. Whew. Alexis, mm. uh, someone who had uh, John Texter as an owner before, did this rant oh, yeah. surprise you at all? In a, in a previous life, I worked uh, with Fubo. Uh, he's part owner, and I remember the first day I met him, he's like, this is mine. I'm going, no, no, he didn't say that. Uh, but what he... <laughs> did he ask you to red card him? Really thought, I did. No, he's like, what? To be fair, oh. that is quite a flex. Yeah, like, it is. This is my stadium. He basically said, I like, do you here. know who my son's dad is? Is this guy the owner of this place? I look, at the end of the day, he own, he's the owner. He can say what he wants. They put the camera, they ask him a question. Hey, I, they kind of, it feels a little... American owner of a professional sports club outside the country. It feels a little bit like that. It feels a bit of a meme. But at the end of the day, you kind of want someone who's going to back your players. He even said Palmeiras doesn't want to lose that way. Like, if we really break down what he said, he wasn't offensive in any way, shape, or form. He didn't speak to against the spirit of the game. He just, no, yeah, you know. he did. He said it's corrupt. Yeah. He said I mean, it's corrupt. It's, it's an incendiary remark post-game. Let me give you some context. Botafogo has been leading the Brasileirão since the start, and it's been a runaway. They had at least 16-point difference between them and second place. They brought in Chiquinho Suarez from Porto. He's their top goal scorer. They've been playing really well. Palmeiras slowly has been closing the gap. There's seven match days left, 
And you know what I'm not buying about all this corruption stuff? Fine, the VAR, it was a soft red card. Sure, the referee interpreted it as foul play. But when Botafogo were up, they got a penalty with a man down themselves with the chance to ice it, make it 4-1, done, game over, no controversy, and they missed the penalty kick. So don't come and say it's corrupt when you got a penalty kick afterwards. It's the pressure, not only that maybe John Texter's feeling from Botafogo losing the championship, his team in Lyon is sitting dead last in probably their worst situation in modern history, and Palace is Palace, with and all it due keeps respect. getting worse. I just lost my free football account. There you go. <laughs> I mean, Come everything's on. falling apart oh, for this guy. Come you on, still, you He's still had it after all this time. Until yesterday, He's like for you now. I clicked They're the button. And I'm like, oh, it's expired. <laughs> like it will possible. be one of the biggest choke jobs in Brazilian football if Botafogo don't wrap this up. I will say, would we have talked about it if they won that game? Would we have talked about it? He wouldn't have said that. He wouldn't have okay. gone on a rant. So then it kind of worked. Apparently okay, he's sure. uh, apparently Texter <laughs> sure. is uh, buying a USL team in Des Moines, Ooh. Iowa, 2024. Word on wow. the street, uh-huh. Ivis Galarsep just got in my ear and told me that. So we this kid's old. bring, bring these football, antics huh? to USL. Let's go. I Here like for it. it. Um, all right, we are going to take another break. Bradley Carnell, head coach of St. Louis City SC, will join us after a quick timeout ahead of their big match this weekend against Sporting Kansas City. You don't want to miss it. Welcome back. A big match this weekend in the MLS Cup playoffs. The Sporting Kansas City hosts St. Louis City on Sunday. SKC came out on top in the first game of the three-game series, but St. Louis City look to even things up against their big rival. And right now, we are thrilled to welcome in St. Louis head coach Bradley Carnell. Bradley, thanks so much for joining us. It's great to see you this morning. Yeah, good morning, Susanna and team. How are we doing? All right. We are fantastic. Yeah. Even better now that, that you're here. All right. Let's let's chat about game one in this three-game series because I know it was St. Louis City's first playoff game at home. The atmosphere was absolutely incredible. The sure. result, though, didn't go the way that you wanted to. Now that you've had yeah. a few days to kind of digest it, when you look back at that performance from your guys, what do you think went wrong, and what is the, the overall vibe and mood of the team heading into the next game? Yeah, I mean, the balance is, or at the end of the day, you see the scoreline. You know, we've, we've seen how tight these games can be, and we've seen how quick these games can get away from one another. You know, in, in a couple of the games that we played SKC earlier in the season, you know, we, we get into uh, a frenzy of 12-minute 12, uh, 12 uh, sort of span where we score four goals, you know, uh, where it's tight up until the 73rd minute, and we land up winning a 4-0 game. So they score three goals in 15 minutes. So these games have always been on a knife's edge. Um Two different conflicting styles of soccer. Um, and it's something that, you know, we get excited about. You know, you say it's a three-legged series for us. It's a six-legged series. We've we, we've four matches in now into this rivalry. Um, and it's been pretty exciting stuff, uh, to be fair. So the fans were amazing. The the stadium was electric and, and full of energy. So really, you know, for us now, I mean, I don't think anyone would sign up in this business uh, in, in pro sports if it only went one way. So now it's gone against the grain a little bit. And, and uh, you know, us as a group now, we're just trying to find back, you know, the momentum. We're trying to grasp at every little 
um, sort of angle where we can uh, make the right, uh, you know, get the rights uh, back in our corner again and and uh, overturn those wrongs. And for us, it's about, you know, just putting on the hard effort uh, during work and trainings. And uh, that's what we do every single day. So, you know, credit to the boys. The energy is uh, very good. And uh, yeah, I think everyone has a, uh, yeah, there was something missing the other night and uh, no doubt about it. You know, we got lulled into a slow game. We got, you know, and credit to them. They put us in a game that we aren't usually in. So um, we're going to have to right those wrongs and, and make sure we go at it in a, in a different manner this game round. Hey, Bradley, it feels like the general consensus in media and even amongst players is that this three-game series format change is not well-received. But in your guys' case, and it feels like you guys are the most benef- benefited from a three-game series because normally in a two-game series, the 4-1 would weigh heavily into the next game. But it, it's, it's just a loss. So yeah. how, what's been the message to your guys' players that, all right, we lost bad, yeah. but it's just a loss. Let's wash and, and start over. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the narrative, right? I mean, before the game, we said, uh, I think I gave a press uh, conference or an interview where I said, yeah, we could win the first game and tie the next two and still not progress. Right now, the coins flipped on the other side. Now, now we lose the first game. There's no aggregate scoring. It's just a, it's a loss in that column. Um, and we've proven over the course of a season that we have more wins than losses. So, you know, for us, it's about clearing that slate and working on to the next one and then earning a right to come back to City Park here. So, you know, that's going to be the cherry on top of everyone's list right now. We want to make sure that we we right those wrongs, you know, in a very hostile environment like Sporting KC um, and make sure that we can get the opportunity and earn the right to play one more time in front of our crowd. Bradley, it seemed to me in that first leg that Sporting Kansas City took a, a lot of chances. I mean, they had 15 shots uh, and 11 on target. And Roman Berkey usually stood on his head throughout this season. But it felt like in this game, those goals were going in from the top of the box or outside the box for Sporting yeah. Kansas City. What do you have to be mindful of in this second game? Because it feels to me that Sporting Kansas City need to win this. If, if yeah. they lose to y'all, I, I, I feel like the momentum will carry you through the series. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the, and this is what we've been saying, like earlier in the season, you know, when when we saw Roman do what Roman can do, right? Um, we were giving away, you know, a lot of big chances, and and Roman was coming up trumps. So now, you know, we've we we've been a little bit more solid, I would say, in terms of our defensive stability, our big big XG given away. But, you know, goals from 0.2% chances, like these these are minimal chances that are going in now. But, you know, as a group, what are we doing collectively? Are we working hard enough to mitigate those chances? Are we putting enough pressure on the ball in our own half? Are we are we being brave enough, you know, when we have it? So there's a, there's a bunch of little things now that um, have almost been corrective moments and learning moments. And uh, there's, there's short term and then there's big term. What have we done as a group long term throughout this, you know, 10, 11 months of our of our journey right now. You know, the club is not even a year old, you know, on, on the MLS terms. And, uh, you know, we've achieved many, many historical moments. Um, are we satisfied there? No. Are we Are we going to stop here? No. We're going to give everything to make sure we, we extend this journey just a little bit. And um, against Sporting KC, obviously, we have some moments to learn from and grow from. Um, and we, we eager to put those right on the weekend. Uh, Coach Bradley, first of all, congratulations on a historic regular season. Uh, looking at this postseason, uh, you guys had a great run-up into this postseason. You started the season strong. You've had some wonderful moments. One, sure. is this the most difficult 
probably situation that you've had as a coach with the club. Um, and two, how do you inspire this team to get back to that form? Yeah, just to go back to our DNA. That's a great question, Alexis. Thank you. Um, you know, just to go back to our DNA, to go back to who we are. And I think after League's Cup, I think everybody said to us, yeah, I think the wheels have fallen off, um, you know, and, and we saw that we could bounce back and we bounced back in a fashion, you know, yeah, it was 6-3 against Austin here at what felt like 120 degrees, you know. Um, it was a real tough, tough night for us and, and we came out on tops. Um, so, yeah, after negative performances, we have shown the capability to bounce back and, and that's what we're expecting. But it has to start with our DNA, with our principles, what we do on the training ground, how we treat each other on and off the field. You know, and, and, you know, we have to earn back that respect, you know, and, and that's something that might have gone away uh, over the last two, three games. But we're working every single day to, to right those wrongs. And, and that's one of the things we've been, you know, practicing what we preach. So, yeah, now we just have to put it out into into practice and, and show what we what we've done in the last uh, week and a half or the last couple of days, you know. Yeah, it's super interesting to see how tones shift in a season. Bradley, I think from the outset. No one expected you guys to be that good throughout the regular season. And it's almost like you guys played without any pressure because I don't think for an expansion team from the, from the outset, there is this sort of expectation to be that good. And you guys yeah. were that good. Now in the playoffs, that tone has kind of shifted, right? It's almost yeah. like you got, since you guys were first, you're expected to go through an SKC. Is Do you feel like within the locker room or, or within the coaching staff, you guys have carried a bigger burden into the playoffs? I wouldn't say it's a bigger burden. I mean, we have guys who have played in top leagues in Europe where there's the pro relegation, right? So um, from match day one, there's pressure, pressure to perform. You have a bad run there. You get, uh, you know, in, 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 the, in the basement uh, of the league and, and it's sometimes it's tough to crawl out there. So we've had guys that have had those experiences, you know, um, good and bad. I've, I've been promoted. I've been relegated. We have a bunch of guys who've had the same type of experiences, um, you know, in, in European leagues. And then we have guys here who've had playoff matches. We've had guys who have not. We've, you know, we've given seven debuts this year who didn't know anything about that in the MLS. So in terms of experiences, you know, we, we are growing. And, and these type of experiences, whether good and negative, help us get one more step forward, you know. So what seems to be, you know, as a setback, you know, we hope it's been a setback to take two steps forward. And, you know, I think that's the message that it's always been from, from match day one is, you know, we started free. The message was end free. So it's easier said than done, um, especially when you're dealing with emotions and feelings. And so that's something that we've been working on as a coaching staff this week, just to try and get, you know, the good vibes back, just try and get, the, you know, a looseness in our in our approach. And, you know, just to make sure that we, we're not overthinking things, because, you know, if you start to overthink things, it's no secret that, you know, problems start to occur where they never were so yeah we're just trying to keep things uh, you know even killed now and and you know i feel within my group we're, we have that ability to bounce back bradley if this went to penalties you, you guys feel confident yeah at some at some point tim's got to lose a penalty shootout right <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be something um bradley luch fan is still i had a conversation with him when he was starting to put this team together and he talked about how he wanted the team to be you know hardworking, uh, you know, similar like the city, you know, blue collar, get in, do their job. What has his direction been heading into the playoffs? Has he, have you had a chance to speak to him? What is, what is his insights been? 
Yeah, supportive. You know, I mean, we pride ourselves on on the collective, and and Lutz has played an integral part in this whole season. So, you know, we 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 have daily meetings. We check in with each other. We check the status of the team. You know, he watches every training. So there's there's a, you know there's full support from uh, the support staff and and management. So you know these are things that. Yeah, we we constructed this team together. We we built this team together, and yeah, we we're excited about what this team has done. We're excited about the future, right? So uh, we're putting these steps forward every single day, and uh, yeah, again, we we have intricate little moments uh, where we can iron out um, a few of the issues, and you know, we talk behind uh, behind closed doors, and and we come up with solutions. So yeah, Lutz has played a major role in in our success. Uh, Bradley, before we let you go, uh, you are nominated for MLS Coach of the Year this year. I will will tell you full stop. You got my vote. It's a, a privilege and an honor that I'm able to vote for these things. Um, but what you've been able to do in this inaugural season with this club is is truly remarkable. I know that you are the type of coach that gives all the credit to the players and the people working behind the scenes. Oh. But but to be recognized this way in your first season in this position, what would it mean to you to win it? Yeah, listen, I mean, you've said it all right, Susanna. Um, you know, I would trade everything to win the match on Sunday. You know, I would I would give up every accolade, every nomination, every whatever, you know, comes our way and, and hope that we can get a step forward. Um, yes, that it's it's nice to be nominated. But again, there's so many there's so much competition in the league and there's so many coaches doing great things right now and 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 coaches finding form at different times. You know, uh, yeah, you see you see what what Wilfred's doing now with Columbus. You see what Oscar Perea is doing now. You know, look at Peter Vermees now over the last three, four, five months. Um, so, you know, everyone has found their footing. Um, I was just, uh, yeah, I was just incredibly, yeah, honored to be part of this coaching staff and, and to be this coach setting up this year, uh, you know, as, as a first year head coach in, a, in an environment that was unknown to me, an expansion team. So, you know, me going back to who I am, what I am and what I believe in, um, and that's given us some success built within foundations and platforms that the ownership group has given us. Uh, so for me, it's an honor. Um, but again, listen, I mean, Pat Noonan, what he's done over the course of two years should and never be forgotten. Right. So again, I'm just one of, and I'm just glad to be applying my trade here in America and, you know, and I'm looking forward to the next months, the next weeks, the next years, hopefully at this club. So yeah, that's, that's my focus right now. Well, you're blushing. Every coach has found their footing at, at points, like you said, but you've done it throughout the year. So yeah, uh, congratulations. Yeah, we have to give season. you your flowers. Bradley, it is always a pleasure catching up with you. Thanks so much for the time and best of luck this weekend. Appreciate it. Take care. Hope to chat soon. All right, guys, we are going to take a break. Stay with us. Welcome back. Here's a look at your Thursday footy fix. Copa del Rey action. We'll see Chiclana take on Villarreal at 2 p.m. In Copa Italia, Torino versus Frosinone at 4 p.m. on Paramount+. And in Brazil, Sao Paulo versus Cruzeiro, 7 p.m. also. Paramount Plus. That was Nico, a, that Nico's was... looking at you with such a funny face right now. I, I don't know. I don't know if you meant it, but that was a very good Portuguese pronunciation Thanks. of. Uh, 
Oh, I thought she was talking about me being frozen. Frozenone. So in the Eredivisie, Ajax play today. They're taking on Volendam at 3 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. It's, it's been bad. It's been dire, I will say, for, for Ajax. Um, and then we just saw they're going to close part of their stadium now, on top of everything that has gone wrong for this club this season. Sitting in last place, Volendam is two places above them. You look at this, this is a must-win. They have to win, yeah, right? It's a must-win. It's at home. You're Ajax. <laughs> You're playing Volendam. <laughs> it's now. You gotta win. Volendam, like, you know? The team with the Eels, they gotta. Oh, is that the eel Yeah, team? this is the team with the eel kit. Oh, I love that, that kit. That was funky. Yeah. I don't yeah. even like eels, but I like that kit. It's yeah. got to be now. It's now or never. There's, now. A, lot, there's a lot to Come fix on. with this team. I'm Are sure. they going to do it? Their last win was August 24th, Ajax. Are they going to do it today? Yeah, is, they does win. It turn around? Does I'm, the turnaround I'm gonna start I'm going to say right today? now they win. What's the score prediction? They win. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I've, seen those, I've seen that score before. <laughs> <laughs> they have a Volga player, so... Nico's all in. Hey, safe travels. Ali, 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 Guys, thank you so much for watching. Pretty good Friday. <laughs> Wear your jerseys. Yeah, Don't forget. Ali, 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 we'll see you then. Have a great day.